0: up, everybody?
1: You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics, and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win Podcast with Devon Pouncey, a production of Thatcast Network.
0: Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win Podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon. At the Living the Dream Studios once again, and yes, believe you me, I got D Boy alongside me again today or tonight. <laughs> yeah, we here it's a little late, 10:30. 10:30, mm. right after the All Star Game, a really good All Star Game, by the way, which we'll get into in a few once we start talking about some topics. Did you watch? You watch the whole thing? I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched
1: the first half, and then I had stuff to do. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I wanted to see the uh, performances, and I wanted to see the intro, which was phenomenal. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that was the main thing. The All-Star game for me never has been that interesting, although I hate that I did miss the second half of this new structure, because I heard it got down. very good. It um, went I saw down. The t- I saw the tweets in the post-transition from, Um oh, i this game is trash, to, Ooh, this changed quick. Giannis blocked LeBron, and then everything got competitive, yeah, it and was real. it was like a we'll two or three point game. Yeah, so yeah, we'll get I, into seen, it. I seen, I uh, seen, yeah, I seen the first half of the game till
0: after halftime. Absolutely, absolutely. But like I said, we we'll deep dive the entire weekend, at least what we saw. But we'll get to that in a second. Quick announcements for me though. Uh, tomorrow night, I got a really really busy week coming up this week. It'll be all basketball heavy. It won't be export, but I will talk about export here in a few. But as far as this weekend's concerned, really basketball-heavy with both Pacific University and Portland State. Um, but let's just start with Portland State. Tomorrow night, which will be the 17th, Monday the 17th, Portland State will play at home at the Viking Pavilion. They'll be facing off against University of Idaho. So another good competitive Big Sky matchup. The game will be on just Pluto TV this time around. Last night's game was an 11 Sports Network game. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting, watching on 11 Sports Network all over the country. I've been getting a bunch of people sending me screenshots and pictures and videos of me being on TV and broadcasting by way of Big Sport. I mean, 11 Sports. I just tried to combine the Big Sky Conference and 11 Sports Network and one there. But, yeah, shout-out to everybody checking those out. We'll have another one on Thursday. But starting off tomorrow night, 7 p.m. tip-off. You can check it out on Pluto TV. Or if you're here local, come check out a game because I think those games are always worth checking out. Really good competition, high-level players, great venue. Come out and check it out if you're here locally. Um, But Thursday will be an 11 Sports Network game. So this coming Thursday night, what's that, the 20th? Yeah, you've been quite the TV Stutuia. guy lately. I have been quite the TV guy lately, suited and booted, mm-hmm. suited and booted. booted yeah, uh-huh. you <laughs> trying to execute it. Huh? Yeah, suited I was that too. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I was, I was, I was actually gonna try to put some crazy words together. I was gonna say suited and booted, trying to execute it, and yeah. execute and boot turned into one word, yeah. and I said butte.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it happened. <laughs> Working too hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will be back on Thursday. Another seven p.m. tip off. On Big, I mean on uh, Eleven Sports Network, it'll be Portland State playing against Montana State this time around. So last night they lost to Eastern Washington, which is a really good team, tied for second place in the Big Sky Conference. It was a good game. Portland State had control early on. They got off to a super fast start, leading 16 to two. But as the game settled in, Eastern Washington showed why they've been an elite team in the Big Sky Conference for quite some time, and so. You know, Portland State will definitely try to bounce back. They usually play well at home, too, so that helps. There's been some good turnouts at these games. Last night's game was another good turnout. Obviously, it was a big game, being that they were playing against Eastern Washington. But because this team has played so well this year at home, the community, the city is really starting to support this Portland State team when they play at the Viking Pavilion. And as I already mentioned, the venue is just such an attraction, being how brand new and modern that it is. But yeah, Thursday night's game, you can ch- check that out on 11 Sports Network. Also, Friday, um, follow me on Twitter for me to post a portal stretch internet link that for the games that I do with Pacific University. This Friday, they'll be playing at home against Pacific Lutheran. I cover both women's and men's. They play back-to-back, so I'm literally on the airwaves for four straight hours. I'm doing the women's game I'm taking a quick break during the warm-ups for the men's game, and I'm hopping right on once the men's game tips off. So if you want to check out my alma mater, Pacific University, I'll tweet out the link um, throughout the week, really probably on game day. I'll tweet out the link for Friday's game. And then Saturday, we got another game, but that'll be on the road at Willamette. That'll actually be the final game of the regular season for Pacific. But... One team I do got to give a shout-out to is the Boxer Women. As of right now... They've been hot all year, though, huh? They've been pretty hot. As yeah. of late, they've they've struggled a bit. they struggled in the last five games or so. They okay. started off really hot. Yeah. Um, they started off 8-0 in conference play. And now they're sitting at nine and five in conference play. So oh, yeah, they they've taken it. some L's yeah, as of late, yeah. but they will still more than likely be in the conference tournament, which with, this will be the first time in a very long time that Pacific will have made it to the conference tournament. I really don't even know the last time it's been, but I do know yesterday I was talking with my partner, Matt Rickard over at Portland State, who used to call games for Pacific. He did it for eight years. He called games at Pacific when I played there. And he told me, he was like, man, you know, you're getting ready to do something that I never got to do in my eight years of working at Pacific before coming to Portland State. Which was what? Being able to cover a postseason game for either the women's or men's basketball teams at Portland State. The women are going to get there this year. They'll probably face off against George Fox because the top four teams – Make it to the conference tournament, and the number one team will end up being Whitman, who they just lost to yesterday. And then George Fox and Pacific are both sitting at nine and five at two and three, so they pretty much are tied for that second place spot right now, I believe. George Fox has the edge and a tiebreaker. I'm still sort of confused why, because they both split playing against each other, but George Fox does have the edge. So the game will probably be be played. or something. It's gotta be on some points. Mm -hmm. Even I'm I'm thinking about it from like an opponent perspective. George Fox hasn't beat Whitman, but Pacific is the only team that has beat Whitman. Whitman is currently like 12 and one or 13 and one now in conference play. So, I still need to kind of figure that part out there, but it'll basically be two versus three, George Fox against Pacific, whether Pacific's at number two and playing at home or George Fox is at number two and playing at home. But that'll be the first time in a really long time that any team, basketball team, I should say, from Pacific will have played in the postseason. So that'll be pretty fun. I'll talk to you all about that next week as that game comes along. Um, But... Then, yeah, like I said, Saturday at Willamette, last game of the season for those teams, but I will be calling the postseason game. Export. I got to give y'all a shout-out for Export, man. Export has been going really, really well for your boy. (laughs) Export has gone really well for your boy. I came on last week's podcast, and I talked about how Valentine's Day was going to be a big event, and it was. It was such great vibes in there. It was a packed house. And I got to really shine and do my thing in front of corporate, actually. So the LLC that owns the Porter Hotel, which obviously owns the bar that is Export, they are doing a conference right now at the Porter Hotel. So the conference starts this week, early this week. I think they said it starts Tuesday. But most of the big wigs, the presidents and the VPs of this LLC made it down for the weekend because they wanted to check Export out. This weekend before going into the conference, which will be throughout the week next week. And I would imagine they'll all be going back to their respective locations most of them coming from New York before next weekend uh, to be able to kind of check export out. So they came early rather than leaving later. And so I got to DJ and meet some of the president, meet the president of the LLC, meet a couple of VPs. They were really, really impressed with what we were able to do on Valentine's night. So Mm -hmm. just grateful for everybody that pops out and shows up and really that supports me and backs me because I have so many people that reach out to the general managers, the president. I mean, the presidents, the vice presidents, Mm -hmm. the staff about what it is that I'm doing and the vibe that I intend to bring and am bringing over to Exports so I won't be there this weekend at all obviously I'm loaded with basketball games this weekend mm-hmm. but I will be back there on the 29th so leap year day I'll be there that'll be a Saturday February 29th so come out and check me out next weekend on the 29th and we'll keep the vibes going as they should go there. Keep up the good work with that I, I'm there to see firsthand. a lot of the times I think I told you
1: recently that I don't really go there unless you DJ yeah, and you get me sure with that being said you know just me being able to up close and personal see the impact you make the vibe you create and understanding how much people depend on the DJ to make a vibe or a situation maximize for real yeah the, the DJ is really the difference between something kind of staying one way or it continuously building up or however, you know, but I just... I see it firsthand, in the impact and the appreciation from people that are coming out. So
0: yeah, absolutely, keep yeah, up good work. we'll keep it rolling, and I'm really looking forward to the sun. It's starting to show a little bit in the latter part nah, of the man. winter. Not it's enough, still man. raining. I mean, well, it's, it's too too much, still so. cold and it's still raining. Yeah, but this sun, week man, we, got we, we got a we got a few showing. days of sun. All right. But it was still yeah, it's, super it's cold. It's definitely
1: getting there. We're damn near in
0: March, it's, but it's, 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 getting, it's getting, there, getting there. But but come spring and summer, that's what I'm really looking forward to at Export because it's a roof tech rooftop bar at the end of the day so that is a place that will attract so many people on the nice weather day so i'm really looking forward to that i started there in early november so it already had gotten into those cold winter months when i started djing there and so the success we've had there the fun times and the fun vibes that we've had there have all been in the cold wet rainy murky winter months Watch when that sun comes out, the vibes are going to elevate even more. So, I'm really looking forward to spring and summer there just for those particular vibes. But, D boy, you got any announcements? Anything coming up on your end? Um, nah,
1: not right now. I I, I actually do, but this is the first time for a minute that I just want to kind of Let it marinate, you know what I'm saying? I'm cooking up a lot of things. We in transition, which we spoke about last week with getting the studio up to par. So I definitely do have some things that's going on and heavy on my plate right now, but we're going to use next episode
0: to... Reveal it. Okay. All right. Well yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that then. Well let's get straight into this content because we obviously just came off of a big weekend, a weekend that I hardly saw any of because yeah, yeah. Friday night, uh what was it? I DJed Friday night. That was Valentine's night. So I'm DJing Friday night at Export. So I don't see the d I don't see the Rising Stars game. I don't see the Celebrity All-Star game. Stuff I actually do really enjoy seeing. I did not get to see. And then Saturday night, I had a game with Portland State against Eastern Washington. So I really saw nothing but clips and highlights from Saturday night. So let's start off with today because today I did see, and then we'll get into some of the clips that I saw yeah, from the previous the yeah, two days. I've seen some stuff. Yeah, There's absolutely. Stuff, but I sure. do want to start off with today. And I guess I'll just start off with the greatest All Star game intro I have ever seen in my entire life. No, and the a rem-
1: sports intro we might have really? seen in our life. I can't remember a better one in no yeah. sport. I ain't never seen a Super Bowl intro that this stand outish and impactful. It was great. Never (laughs) seen a... We know the World Series don't get down like this. No, 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 no. I can't think of... No, not with this kind of entertainment, no. This was... My goodness. I can't think of another... So let's just start
0: start off with it. I want to start off with Common. Common the Wordsmith. My goodness. The way he was able to kind of lyrically illustrate what Chicago meant, why Chicago was... Such a great city for the All-Star Game to be played there. He was able to lyrically illustrate the types of players that these athletes were and the teams that they played for, how many years that they've made it to the All-Star Game and introducing them for the game tonight. Like, he literally did it in a poetic way. And it was just flat-out phenomenal as, as a to artist, me. As an artist, honestly, not to cut you off, but
1: as an artist, what I see most from Common was composure for real it was a composure that you don't see too often from artists these days and even if some of the ver- the, the rhymes was premeditated already he was damn near flawless with it i didn't see no trickery Not of the tongue hiccup. no hiccup none of that
0: you feel me like he did
1: it you know, very fluently. And yeah, that was well, all composure.
0: Well, bro. that's what I think it was unique, but it was also very comprehensive. So it wasn't it like was he did. It, it was simple. simple. Like yeah, it, it was simple. wasn't, it wasn't like, I he, didn't think it was hella crazy
1: and outlandish. Like what do you say? It wasn't like a steady freestyle all the way through. Like he strung it together. Perfect. But it was simple and comprehensive, like you said, but the composure did not even mess up at all. And if he did, we he didn't worked, see it. No, he
0: practiced that for <laughs> damn sure because he was able to talk about the legends that came from Chicago. But that's what I'm the saying. but Jordan, even still, but
1: you can't script that in practice enough it, to not stumble a lot. Like, he, man, did he cleared I mean, you, that. You're dealing, with, <laughs> you're dealing with last names of people from... Of The world now, mind you, the Luka Doncic and the the Antetokounmpo, like, these are names that are hard to, like, you can mess them up with knowing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You so absolutely. The fact that he was able to poetically string these words together and these phrases together in rhyme with each of these names and not stumble at all, as far as I've seen, that was composure. Yeah,
0: yeah, he killed that. He killed that. I mean, and it really made me wanna it really made me wanna have this conversation in regards to comment. Is he underrated in any way? Because nah, what he did today nah, was
1: very high level. I think, I think once again, being an artist, I hear him speak spoke of in a lot of top five, top ten conversations. Yeah. I feel he's respected as being very, very talented, and that's not uh something that's been pushed to the wayside. I just think, you know, he's he's always stayed true to being who he was, which was a lyrical conscious rapper. Yeah. That's what you would say. And as we know, conscious rap just isn't always as appealing yeah. to the masses. Yeah. You, you feel me? Like even somebody like Kendrick Lamar with how how extremely talented and conscious his music is we don't really hear about him too much when the music ain't dropping right right and that's right, right, right 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 he right. doesn't hold he doesn't do the fashion thing he's not a sex symbol the females don't you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, like yeah, they yeah. respect him for his rap but so it's like i look at a situation like common as that where it's like you undeniably are in a lot of credible top tens but you just don't
0: necessarily stay relevant in the in-between time. Right. I I will ask you this, though, because another artist who I think is similar in that way who has gotten so much respect in the hip-hop realm is Most Def. Who you taking between Common and Most Def? Common. Tell me more. Common. Just the,
1: the, the personal connection. You know, Common just got some of those... Most Def has Timeless Records, too, but I just think some of the Common... Records and he was on uh common had a song on like NBA 2K something back in the day, and just reasons like tonight, he's just been a little bit more in my face, I guess you would say. Yeah, Out of the yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. like most death is just nothing that outside of the music that I can relate. But like I said, I just mentioned if I think he'd been in some movie, common been in some movies, most death well, yeah, was most Def, one of my favorite, of the movies, be- Brown yeah. He Sugar. actually played, Brown a great Sugar. He played a great, role, role, but, great role. um. But just more in my face, in my opinion, just, you know, just as an artist and... Just extracurricular things. I'm just a personal fan of Common more so than most. Yeah, Def. I think
0: for me, I would say I'm more of a personal fan of Most, most Def. Def. Yeah. I, I understand why you would say Common over Most Def. Like, I think it's actually a great debate, especially right. for like some true, real, authentic hip hop heads. heads to have. I think it's like a really great debate because both of them are so unique and both of them have done so many things mm-hmm. in ways that, like you said, they've stayed true to themselves. So. Mm-hmm. And to not,
1: to not, go ahead, finish. No, with, go, go yeah, for it.
0: No, I was just going to say also to not discredit
1: out of that uh, intro the effect and the homage and tribute they gave to Dwayne Wade while he's yeah. still here to smell his roses too. That was also yeah. another very appealing part of that intro. He cried. That's he what cried, I'm he saying. Cried. He, he uh, shed he... tears in that. To, and to bring that kind of emotion, and I'm sure it was a, a mix of, everything you know what was being said the where he came from the trip to him uh being dropped off to the other side of the city to live with his pop to being not uh not heavily recruited to the kobe situation and us knowing how he was one of the main people affected by the loss of kobe bryant i think everything at once just yeah it just it was just a a ball of emotions for him and and like i said uh I think it was that was more happy tears than sad, oh, and I absolutely. think that's what absolutely you know. And it, it was we-
0: prideful tears because yeah. even before Common actually came on and did his thing, they did the tribute to the city of Chicago where they put the big. It was like a, a oh yeah, it's like not a I, mural, but it, it was, was like a mu- yeah, it was, was like an ice mural or yeah, something. yeah, it was crazy. A, of the a city. sculpture, a sculpture. It was, it was yeah, it was a sculpture, a like sculpture. a sculpture of yeah. the city essentially, yeah. and it was so dope. And then mm-hmm. you have all of these folks that come from Chicago mm-hmm. that are talking about what Chicago meant to them. Talk talking about legends from the past legends of the present legends that they foresee coming in the future it was just all around a great tribute i would mm-hmm. never seen anything like that nothing and it really like speaks it ever. to yeah. how powerful of a city Chicago is and I think it's something most people already know but to see it Centralized in the way that we got to see it centralized on such a big day like, like today, Chicago it was like is a Chicago is man, yeah, it's the it was, real they, deal. They got
1: some factors coming out there, so yeah, I just didn't want to get too deep into the the lyricism and poetic side of the comic thing without acknowledging that that was a key piece to why I thought yeah. the intro was so good as well was. The Dwayne Wade situation, and I just like yeah. to see that kind of stuff. We've been going through a tough past two, it's three 20, weeks. Yeah, with, yeah. This twenty twenty has day. not it, been light. Yeah, it, it hit very hard, and uh, so far, and we're not even out of the second month of the year. So I think, I think for everybody, this was just one of them up days. Where yeah, yeah, it, yeah. In, a, in a time where things have been kind of off and weird, and still kind of hard to process yeah. you know with the not even just Kobe the, the it was still a lot, it was, tragic. Lot, yeah, it that was, was tragic, tragic man passing. everything about it like and i think this was just one of those celebratory entertaining days that people actually enjoyed and i'm 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 thankful to the nba for really Coming through, they came through. Greatest you, they, league they executed, in the world. yeah. They, the they executed, in the world. bro. And that was it. Was a great thing.
0: Yeah. So speaking more to the execution, Jennifer Hudson, somebody else who's a great performer. They tried
1: Shaka Khan in ah, the jersey dress. It didn't work out for Shaka Khan, problem. but they tried. they tried, the NBA did. It's she, I mean,
0: it's Shaka Khan, she, so she had you her can't chance. knock them for doing that. She had her chance. She Who moved. you gotta give a big legend out of Chicago like Shaka Khan a platform I like that? My mom Mom and but she my listened to it goodness. on the phone with
1: me and she said, Ooh,
0: this hurt the ears to yeah, listen to it. Was, Shaka Khan she went on some did runs not that was not well. good for the national anthem. Shaka Khan did not do well at all. But Jennifer Hudson did her thing. She you could tell she was sort of choked up at the very beginning. Yeah, and she like even she started singing off key. Yeah. And she had to stop herself like really quick got, and, and bring on. it right back. But when she got back on, she, she back killed back. it per usual. But she that's what on. we know Jennifer Hudson for. She's yeah, strong. A voice. phenomenal vocalist, very strong voice, and has always killed. And it makes perfect sense why she was able to come out and do that tribute for Kobe Bryant the way that she did. Um, but let's talk about the game. What did you see from the game? Because I thought it was great. We talked about it yeah. last week, how yeah. I was this worried. different format.
1: I was worried about the format. I'll agree It with that. was great. It worked. It, it worked. worked. It, it worked. worked. It, it was very... I think it was more difficult to understand as they tried to explain it and as these different articles tried to explain it than when you was watching the game it, they kept yeah. the previous score and the, like, it just worked it was simple to understand uh, i think it was excellent the amount of ways they paid homage to kobe bryant uh through changing the mvp award to his name to uh the the, the 21st to 24 to everybody wearing two and 24 i mean yeah. it's just they left no stone unturned, in my opinion. They did everything they could to really, you know, magnify. And and not even magnify more so, but just to respectably, respectfully pay homage to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. They did everything that they everything possibly could that they possibly have and should could. have done, in my opinion. Yeah, they missed nothing. They missed nothing. They missed so nothing. That was done uh, well. The game, though, uh, it the, the structure, it was very uh, good, easy to understand. Along with that... I think we knew early who was going to be the MVP. I actually watched the first half with you, and you asked me who I thought would be the MVP, and I said Kawhi. At that time, he was 5-for-5 five five with threes, and he threes, had just missed his 6-3. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, he's still, at this point, going to do it. And as I kept checking the score, nobody really caught up to him. And so with his field goal percentage and the amount of threes he hit, I think he finished with eight. Eight,
0: yeah, out he of went 10 off ten or he eleven. Went um, that was kind of a no brainer. So does this add to the legacy or add to the debate? I should say that Kawhi Leonard is the best basketball player in the world. No. Uh, I understand I it's mean, an
1: All Star game. I don't think it adds to it. I think it just adds to his legacy of how dominant he was in the league. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah, think, yeah, I yeah. mean, I guess that kind of correlates. But if you get what I mean, it's just when it's all said and done. You know they're going to talk about the the big picture when he because he's going to be talked about with the greatest to play basketball. Period yeah, yeah, with his accolades sure. and accomplishments, um, the the championship in Toronto, uh the sing what defensive player of the year. I mean he got some. Oh, he's yeah, he's, he, a, he's a he's yeah, all out yeah, star. Yeah he's an all out star. So I just think that he's just continuously cementing himself as a bona fide Hall of Famer with no glitz and glams and extra, just straight to the point. I'm a hooper and I'm one of the best to do it, but I don't think the All-Star game really adds to the debate of if he's the best basketball player in the world. Yeah,
0: right I mean, now. I don't I don't think it adds to the debate, but I I think it adds it, to his overall I think it's accolade, I think it's so. a reflection is what I'll say. I don't think you could use this as a point of proof that Kawhi Leonard is the best basketball player in the world, mm-hmm. but I think it does reflect all of the reasons why we say that Kawhi Leonard is the best, best. The people that do say it, at least, I I like why Kawhi it. Leonard I think it is reflects the best. It, as well. it reflects because that because it's like <laughs> more than
1: anybody else. He seems to be the most flawless day in and day, day out. out. Yeah, and it's like even in a game like today, like I could see some of LeBron's flaws. He hit some great threes. A couple, he's like, oh, but his shot still at times like it could be a bad like like he, he don't, Kawhi don't miss bad at all. It's no. usually right <laughs> on the, you know what I mean? You like, damn, so he, he left it. that one a little, a little yeah. It's like LeBron could shoot way hard or way line driver. You could tell that the release was de- like, Kawhi yeah. just looks the most it's just fluent and yeah. that word composure again. Every time I just, that's what I think it's reflective of. So it's like with him not even being a, three-point specialist, you could say. He's a great jump shooter. We yeah, all know yeah, that. But he's not. We know in this day and age, Damian Lillard is known as a three-point specialist. I guess if I had to say it, Curry yeah. is a three-point specialist. Kawhi has more of an all-around game, but can still go start and, 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 and go eight for ten from the three. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's just flawless yeah. in so many areas of his game where he can hit you. A different way every time, and he just continued to show that.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was really just more of a reflection as to why that argument in that case could be made in his favor. But yeah, I think it ended great, like I mentioned last week, the fact that the game had to end on a game winner. I didn't necessarily like that it ended on a game winning free throw, but I do think the guy who shot the free throw most certainly fit the narrative, being Anthony Davis coming from Chicago on such a historic night in a big event in the city of Chicago. But because the game was so tight till the very end, I wish that it would have been an actual play a jump shot Um, a layup, a dunk, something else to finish the game rather than him taking a trip to the free throw line on a foul that was a non-shooting foul. That's what made it even worse. It's like, oh, it was a foul on little-ass Kyle Lowry guarding humongous Anthony Davis on a play where it was a good hustle play, and it definitely was a foul, but it just wasn't the way that I feel like you would have wanted to see that game end. end after how good the game got it became a really good game. Like, Mm -hmm. both teams really started to play physical. Both teams really started to play hard. And you saw the pride and the competitiveness in both teams really come out later on in that game. And yeah, you could say that about any other All-Star game, but it just felt like, A game of 21. It didn't feel like a team trying to make a comeback. It didn't feel like. I think, based off of the Kobe thing and everything that
1: was involved with it, I think it was an extra motivation to win. Like, yeah, for sure. Individual award, cool, because, you know, it's named after Kobe and now it's historical. That's written in the history books. I'm already seeing headlines. Kawhi Leonard, the first to receive the The Kobe Kobe Bryant
0: Award. You know,
1: so as far as being the first, I'm sure that was an added element, but just the fact that. These dudes really wanted to win. Like, it, it, yeah. I don't think it's usually like that. In, like, I think in an all star game, I think it's the one time where you could damn near be more individualized and it's cool. Like, you want to see the best in the game do the best shit, the best dribblers put their crossovers on, on, you know, on the big stage. You want to see the three-point shooters get high. You want to see the dunkers, you know, do their thing. So, I don't know, bro. That's just how my take was. No, I hear you.
0: I mean, they definitely... This was a dedicated Day, a dedicated weekend to Kobe Bryant. But I want to actually talk about yesterday now. Did you watch any of the Skills Challenge, Three Point Challenge, Dunk Contest, Damian Lillard Performance? I watched nothing. I saw clips on a lot of it. the Dunk
1: Contest and the Damian Lillard Performance. I didn't watch the Three Point Contest. I actually just found out today that Buddy Hill won. Oh, yeah. uh, By one, which... uh, it was to Devin Booker. That's who yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's damn near the two that I kind of expected. So that yeah, especially went as once playing. Dame
0: went out, once Dame exited,
1: right? Yeah, the so, contest. So that went as as I expected, even though I didn't watch it. The dunk contest. Uh, I thought it was one of the greatest dunk contests we've seen. Uh, I would say. It was in the top seven for me. Mm-hmm. We just seen some... Um, I remember freaking Blake Griffin put on a show one year. I remember Dwight Howard's year. I Nate remember Robinson. Aaron Gordon, the time he got snuffed. Yeah, 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 that was a good one. Nate Robinson, Vince Carter. Like I haven't been out here, you feel me? So yeah. I say maybe, you know, number seven for sure, top 10. But I, uh, I watched
0: none of it, but I will say Aaron Gordon dunking over Taco Fall... I 100% agree with the statement in the comments that he made after the dunk contest, saying he and won't, saying he won't participate in it again because this is his second time being snubbed. He dunked over a seven yeah, foot I six ain't gonna man. Lie. He did, and, and it's crazy <laughs> like,
1: because come I, on, I honestly didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that it mattered. Like, I'm not discrediting. Like, he, I agree with you. Let me clear that up before. I guess I didn't know the dunk contest was as competitive where. Like, you a feel robbed, almost. You you know, if I don't want to confuse Mm -hmm. it with me discredit. Because, like I said, I agree. He got snuffed. I think he was the winner this year uh, of the dunk contest. But it just seemed like, as a young 24-year-old, like, he is. Like, just being out there and being that athletic and bringing that kind of, like, he's a definitely... A well-respected, top-notch dunker, and we love what he brings in that aspect. And so, I would think, like, even though the world knows he got snuff, I've seen a lot of people have the same take you have, and that I have in agreeing with him. So, I just feel like because I wouldn't think he cared that much about the trophy that he would continue to come back as long as he was able and willing. But
0: this I could is be why wrong. this is why I know he cared that much about performing well and ultimately winning the dunk contest. I've been around Aaron Gordon a lot. I've played against I Aaron that, Gordon. Yeah. Aaron Gordon's from the Bay Area. He was two years younger than me. Aaron Gordon has been dunking since, in, the since, the, since middle school, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon has really established himself as a dunker from an early age. You have some people that kind of get that late spurt. They get a little bit of bounce later on like it just kind of comes out of nowhere for some people. Mm. But for somebody like Aaron Gordon, he has taken pride yeah. in him been being doing a dunker. And shit since he he the says, "Bro, he was the yeah. yeah, the yay area's finest mixtapes. He was the guy. He was going viral as a freshman and he was at I um uh, uh I he remember. was at Archbishop Mitty in Mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen him progress from Mm -hmm. literally a middle schooler to now where he is in the dunk contest. So, I can hear that. I can get what you're what you're saying for other dunkers, but because I have a little bit more yeah. of a personal connection, I've played against Aaron Gordon before, so mm-hmm. I know what he looks for in a game. He's looking to dunk on you in a game. Like he takes pride in his ability to be able to dunk the basketball hard in ways that nobody yeah. else can. Yeah. I can understand why he feels the way and that he feels that, and he's so passionate. And along about with that,
1: it. you start going oh for 2. You, like you start thinking, like the first one, you're like, all right, I'm gonna come back and whoop y'all. But now you like oh he's appeared in two dunk, uh, dunk contests and yes, haven't and won either. Won. It yeah, is yes. a
0: different narrative it's I guess. It's a different but, narrative. But like I for said, somebody we know, that's that in the dunk know. in the basketball but yeah he is
1: and one no, of the greatest dunkers and like I of I all said, time. I said I already forgot no uh Jones Jones, Jr. Jones yeah no disrespect to him he did some great dunks too but uh yeah I mean Yeah I I, I, so I definitely That was that also Somebody that most people wouldn't talk about that I'm gonna shout out is my man Pat Connaughton. He ah. came in there and got a fifty. He came in there and dressed the it former up again. Yeah, he, yeah, he did some shit that was pretty dope. Uh too. He uh jumped over Giannis and then touched the backboard and dunked. Uh he 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 showed up too. I mean it was a stiff competition with, you know, Jones and Gordon in there, so he wasn't an expected winner anyway, I don't think, but he definitely didn't look like a, a lightweight or out of place. So shout-out to my
0: man Planet Pat, too. Planet Pat. Yeah, Planet yeah, no, that's, that's what's up. Let's talk about the man from right around – well, he's from the Bay, by the way, to Oakland, California, back where we're from. But obviously he's the, the biggest B? thing here. The, the Yeah, Brookfield. Brookfield, but obviously he is the biggest thing here in Portland since – I don't even know if there's ever been anybody bigger than Damian Lillard who from a celebrity that? perspective. Like, nah, he, he <laughs> I don't know if there's ever been a... That's uh, really interesting to think about. It. I don't know if there's ever been a bigger celebrity to represent Portland than Damian Lillard. Obviously, you go to Clyde Drexler and Bill, Bill Walton, Walton, but... I think bigger
1: than Clyde Drexler. You go Bill
0: Walton. You go Bill Walton, Bill Walton Clyde, and Dame, or do you go Bill Walton, Walton Dame, Dame, and Clyde?
1: Clyde. Maybe Dame Bill Walton, Clyde. That's, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. getting at. I mean, I'm just saying, if anybody was close to it, it'll be Bill Walton. He, he's yeah, still... Bill yeah, Bill He's an icon. He's still, when he's he walks icon. in, the, like, Bill Walton... They was losing in the playoffs last year and they shined the light on Bill Walton to make the uh spirits, the spirits turn, turn in there yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Bill yeah. Walton. seventy seven. You, you know what I'm saying? Spirit of seventy seven. Yeah. They still the gutter guy. Yeah, so, no, yeah. And,
0: and with what he's been able to do as a commentator yeah, as well. I mean, like he's Bill War in the
1: face. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. he
0: most certainly has. But yeah, but Dame is right there though. So even since Bill Walton, who played here in the 70s, it's been Damian Lillard. But I want to talk about this rap performance from Damian Lillard. And the reason why the one I want that's getting a lot of hate? It's getting a lot of hate. It's, it's getting definitely a getting hate. a lot of hate, but... headlines is negative. But, but the reason why I really want to discuss the Damian Lillard performance is because I look at this weekend as a
1: high-pressure yeah, People are shallow-minded. The takes I'm seeing is shallow-minded takes. There's nothing...
0: It's justifiable that's back in that he didn't do good. Well, what it is is, yeah, well, what it is is this weekend, I think you think about this weekend similar to Super Bowl weekend or Grammys weekend when it comes to a high pressure weekend for entertainers that are going to actually perform. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with there is so many celebrities and entertainers in one place at one time that usually are always so busy doing other things because they are in the field and the profession that they're in, so you're pretty much nonstop busy anyway. When you have one centralized location where all of these entertainers come and kind of gather at, essentially, to perform in an atmosphere where all the stars are at, It's a really high-pressure situation, and it's really, I would say, an unfair amount of pressure or criticism that can go to somebody for the way they perform on that particular platform. So ultimately what I'm getting at is I don't think Damian Lillard's performance was bad necessarily, but I do think Damian Lillard is not a seasoned enough performer to be able to have a good performance in that environment in that atmosphere not because he can't get to that point but because it's like you're a star amongst stars Damien Lillard is that on the basketball court Damien Lillard is a really good rapper but I don't think he's a star among stars when it comes to rapping can I dive into two things real quick that I
1: on my takes uh, into rebuttal on what you're saying go for it because I think it's a I think we agree with what the result was but I think for two different reasons and I the result of why people might have felt how they felt. We agree with yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. I just think it's for two different reasons. And one, I'm going to lay it out there. When you see these big, prolific performance opportunities, such as you mentioned, big as things comparable to like Super Bowl. And, Grammy you, you weekend, know, Grammy weekend. Right, and all right, that, right. When you think of that, bro, you always, almost always see a full... Stage, team, dancers, pop, props. Like, you don't usually see just the rappers. You got dancers in the background that's all wearing the same outfit. It's like, it's a real show. It's a production. It's a production, you feel me? Damian Lillard didn't have that. He had the screen with the Brookfield song playing in the background type thing. But he didn't, and it was a few little dancers, but it's not the same as as what we're expecting it's not living up to the hype of what you're comparing it to when you don't have a full
0: production and i think that but why do you think he didn't have that full production because he's not seasoned enough in that realm, oh. to fact. and put I was going to say together. yeah, because you probably don't, don't have that. the experience to know that that, that Lillard, big of
1: a stage with just you, the stage is swallowing. Check you at this that point. out.
0: Check this out. Damien Lillard is probably the first artist to ever perform at All Star Weekend that has never been on tour before. Yeah, fact. I don't know of a tour he's been on at least, man. Fact. If I'm wrong, yeah, you're correct right. me. But you right. You think about. The stars that get the opportunities and the platforms to perform on that stage at that big of an event where I said there are stars amongst stars. Damian Lillard is probably the first person that has never even done a tour before yeah. to know what type of a performer he truly is what? or what type of production could be added because I've been on tour before, I learned from this particular tour, so now I know I need a bigger production. But when you're just coming yeah. out and you're that, rapping that, yeah, and you've never it, had... That you never had, saying. Yeah, that, like, I, I need a bigger second, production because you can too, learn from going on tour and doing a lot of shows. He,
1: he was hurt. Like... You can never please everybody. And if I think he would have went out and jumped his ass around and did a bunch of shit, people would be saying, oh, but he couldn't play in the game and do the three point competition. Or if the narrative is that they keep losing after this all star break, people are going to say that. And so I just think also like I literally watched him holding a groin at parts of his uh, show like
0: He's hurt right now. Then don't perform. It's too big of a stage. I understand how I, grand the I, opportunity I, I, is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. not knocking. I'm not knocking. That. I'm not knocking yeah, him for performing. That. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking how grand of an opportunity that is. I know. But what, what I'm saying. saying is, if you can't give it your all, if you can't give it your all, it is too, fair yeah. for people to so, criticize yeah, you in that, a moment like that. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. And that's all I'm getting at. I'm not. Like because I said, I'm a fan. If you would have just killed it, you would have won all of these. You would have won all of these. people over yeah, and mm-hmm. it have been a whole different dynamic to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but because people didn't really respect the performance element of it yeah, that's he, what comes he, with the he territory had the of being to in this business he had the <laughs>
1: opportunity to come out and just spit an acapella dope ass bar like something real you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, like yeah, he could have yeah. owned that moment like he came out to the Drake Grant thing that's cool but he could have really owned that moment I, yeah, I mean, feel like that, 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 was that those... comes with what you said too it's just the experience but you just kind of know after doing so many shows and what's the wild... You know even it, with me, like experience. after I could be in a show and literally know what to do at what time and when to... As far as crowd interaction and if I need that wild wow factor, like, okay, it's kind of dry. I need this to pick up. And you just know what works with the people. You, you know feel it me? works so, because you've experienced it exactly. enough. I don't so think Dave has done you.
0: it. Now, and, and you know who else I've actually recently saw perform... And I don't want to say that the performance was underwhelming, but what I will say is when it comes to the star power that he now has, mm-hmm. but the performance to me didn't, didn't nec- match ne- necessarily match that, was Roddy Rich? I went to Roddy Rich's show here in the city of Portland just last month. You and I both went there, and I said it there. Roddy Rich has some great records. Roddy Rich obviously has a great fan base. He had a good turnout there. The show was a sold-out show, but... Roddy Rich has never been on tour before to know what works and what does not work so you could tell a lot of his performance was experimental some of it was nerves some of it is so many elements and so many factors that play into it you could just tell he hasn't found himself as a performer yet that's no knock to Roddy Rich that's not saying that it's not gonna happen it's his first tour Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. that's not even something for anybody to get offended about even if you're a fan of Roddy Rich ultimately what I'm saying is, though, just the same way that Dame talks about the hours that he puts in towards his game and how hard he works and how long and dedicated he has been to the sport of basketball that has led him to the success that he's having today. It's a similar it's a similar situation that comes with being an artist, being a performer. I don't expect
1: it to be criticized, though. I thought it was like one of them. I think he thought it was a lot. If that makes sense. Like, I'm coming brand, out with Lil yeah. Wayne and, and Jeremiah. I think it's a lob. Like, I'm going to kill this by default. I think it, like, the vibes, it's all-star, I think that's what he felt like. It ain't going to take much. Like, I'm Dame Lillard. I'm coming off of a historical basketball month. I'm I'm just in my back. Like, you feel me? I think he felt like he had enough uh, of what it took. And, uh... And and and, and, you know. and here's
0: the thing. And here's the thing. He does have enough of what it takes if you listen to his music. His music no, is I'm good. No, I'm talking solely about the performance. The performance, know, okay? Yeah, but we already but, but know.
1: We have made it clear. We both respect his craft yeah, as an a- artist. Yeah, absolutely, for sure.
0: absolutely. But like I said, even in the case of somebody like a Roddy Rich, I thought his show, like you could just really tell, like he hasn't been on stage enough yet. He'll get there though. In the case of Dame. Dame will get there because we've seen Dame get there in so many other elements, whether it be the rap, whether it be basketball. We've seen Dame maximize his talent. So again, I don't shout out to have the NBA. confidence. Still a dope lob that they threw him. Was still a, a great, dope lob. The NBA did yeah, yeah. something really great there. Yeah, so it was still sure. definitely a dope lob. I just think that he's got to perform more. And really, I think the only way he becomes an elite performer when it comes to being an artist is he's got to figure out some kind of a way to go on tour, which is probably hard as shit for him to do because obviously he's in season for eight months. And And then in the offseason, he's got endorsements. He's got to uphold his game. He's got to do Adidas and get like, he's got a lot of stuff to do. It's a a year-round thing being a basketball player alone. So it'll come eventually. It'll come. Um, But now I want to talk a little bit about Black History Month and a little bit of that. Is going to be me criticizing myself, I guess, (laughs) for not really acknowledging Black History Month this year around. I don't know if you've necessarily acknowledged it much. Mm -mm. Um, A part of it I'll criticize myself, but then another part of it is I do believe we had such a... Magnified turn of events take place with the Kobe Bryant situation. The world was really impacted by that, where all things stopped. Black History Month stopped. <laughs> I mean, it, everything, the it, yeah. the world stopped. It wasn't, a, this wasn't a black or white thing either. And this wasn't was an international. It
1: wasn't a one day thing either. It wasn't still a one day going. thing. It's still and going. It, it'll be back to reality tomorrow. And then, like I said, the funeral is approaching. The memorial so,
0: is still coming soon. So we haven't really, fat we fat haven't fat. really as a public had that finality of this being a real thing because we haven't had the memorial take place yet for public viewing. Obviously it'll be broadcasted everywhere. His family has gotten their closure. Essentially they've already had their funeral, their private funeral, buried Kobe and Gigi, all of that. But we as a public, as a world, as a country, as a society, as a community, have not been able to get our full closure on the Kobe Bryant situation because we haven't had the memorial, memorial take place yet for him. And usually the memorial isn't this far extended out when somebody passes away. Obviously, I know the intent behind why it's extended out the way that it is is two-24. The date is two twenty-four. Obviously, Gianna wore number two, Kobe wore twenty-four, it's twenty-twenty. So Kobe played 20 years with the Lakers Kobe was in a 20 year relationship with Vanessa like we get all of that we understand that but the extension of this entire thing has kind of been drawn out longer than most people that I've seen at least that have passed away of even close to the magnitude of who Kobe Bryant was but even beyond that honestly like I've been too caught up in trying to make black history and I think mm-hmm. there's a conversation to be had there for people that work hard like myself, people that work hard like you, people that are working hard to try to make a wave and be impactful in this world, especially when it comes to creatives, where sometimes it's hard to get out of creative mode to get into appreciation mode or to get into political political correctness mode. I even think about Jay-Z at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z obviously has... Put together this entire production as far as the entertainment was concerned for Super Bowl Sunday, and he never stood up during the national anthem. And people were like asking why Jay Z didn't stand up during the national anthem. We obviously know about the friction between him and Colin Kaepernick when he accepted the job of representing the NFL the way that he's doing, and Jay Z was saying, I was in artist mode. It wasn't me trying to take a shot at Colin Kaepernick or it wasn't me even trying to take a shot at the National Anthem because I didn't stand up and acknowledge it. But I was in full creative and artist mode because I produced the entire entertainment segment for the Super Bowl, the National Anthem, the halftime show, all of that. And so... So he's soaking it in. So he's soaking it in like it's work, essentially. He's not Mm -hmm. thinking about... Oh, I need to stand up for the National Anthem. I kind of feel similar about that with myself in Black History Month. I haven't really thought much about Black History Month, honestly. Obviously, you see it on the timeline. You see it on the news feed. You see it here and there. You see certain people paying homage and respecting it, and you see events. And But as for me personally, I've been so caught up in my craft, whether it be DJing or whether it be me commentating because college, college basketball is so seasonal and February is the busiest month for me because I'm doing conference games for two different schools. I've been so busy trying to elevate my own profile yeah. that I haven't sat back and appreciated what the it ones best. prior
1: to me have done. I think you said it best basically that we are trying to create black history right now and we've grown up our whole lives paying homage and hearing stories and, you know, really, really knowing the real, you feel me? Like we, we, we got the game and was outside the box more so than just what the schools would give us and all of that kind of stuff. So with me, bruh, it's just more so we are so active and so in touch with people. Like every month, every day of our lives damn near is spent trying to help some other people in, in the midst of trying to help ourselves. You feel me? Right, and right, right. Really creating black history. And I think some of the things that we are are doing that might not have gotten enough light shed on it yet, but will will come to light eventually is it, it, all stuff that is historical it, and all a part of the structure and the morals and things that, you know, those before us have, have really tried to to make a reality, you feel me? And I think we are living a lot of what the people that we admired during Black History Month wanted, you feel yeah, me? As yeah. far as our cultural diversity, to our working with the community and the less fortunate, to uh trying to self-create opportunities for not only ourselves, but other people. Generational just, wealth. Yeah, and, it's just a yeah. lot of things that I feel like we actively... Participated like that's just built in who we are for real. So yeah, yeah. I don't want to sound cliche and say Black History is every month for us, but it's just like it it never been something that I act like I never really actively went to rallies and did a, a bunch of stuff for celebrating Black History. And I think even more so if I did, it was during like school times or some stuff like that. You feel me? Because it was more of a structure but right now we we just busy living it. and then
0: i i even want to bring up the element of where we're located and where we're genuine where we're at yeah, we're in a city yeah. of portland a very white city and there's not much black history not much that celebratory we that we necessarily could connect to and by that i mean this we didn't grow up in portland right so you hear We've from the, black history, you hear yeah. from the very small black population about the Northeast area, Alberta. You yeah, hear about yeah. what, what they know and but what that, they grew but up that's on. What I mean. But when you think about, about a transport, that yeah. somebody like us that's come from the Bay Area, moved here to Portland, and now we're try, we're just trying to connect with the city because we're in an entirely new city. That it's harder for that's us to kind of get to us. this. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> for us to get to this very small population what is of it people about here. 3, one to three percent of blacks here. Yeah, or about one percent. Yeah, it's about one... Yeah, it's like nothing. It's like no blacks here. Like, it is a very, very, very white state. In fact, it's funny because, like, even though Oregon is a smaller state, so Oregon is considered a blue state when you think about, like, blue and red states politically, but it's the metro that's blue, and the metro is also where most people are because it's surrounding Portland, which is the big city here in this state. It's the metro that's blue, but the remainder of the state is all red. So... Although to the general public, we're a blue state, but when you break it down to the state in itself, it's the metro area that's blue and that overpowers the remainder of the state that is red. And so we are considered a blue state still, but even just going back to what I was saying about the city of Portland, because I'm thinking about a conversation that somebody just had with me. While I was DJing at Export on Valentine's night, there was a guy that came up to me and he was paying homage essentially, but he, the way he approached me and acknowledged me, he said, hey bro, you clutching right now. And so... I'm like clutching. Like what you do you mean you I'm you clutching right now? Like gun, like huh? you clutching I I knew it I know I didn't have a gun, so th- I didn't take it that was, way. Okay, and yeah. he didn't approach me like in an aggressive way. I knew it was some type yeah, of a slang term. Yeah, but it's, but different. it's just when we like grew up I'm on like clutching it's like, like yeah. you gotta be particular yeah. with what clutching means with me. I'm not taking it as a threat. Yeah, but tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me clarify like what you saying. He's like, Man, you on some real like big city vibes in here right now. And I'm like, yeah, He, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a city boy myself. He's like, where are you from? He like, you from Portland? I'm like, nah, I grew up in the Bay Area. He was like, ah, it makes sense. We're in this big city, in this beautiful city. And they treat like it's not a big city. That they treat like it's not a big city. A lot of big cities, though, that do get treated as big cities and that do get the respect of being a big city, are diverse. This is not a diverse city, so it's not being looked at as it's the big, big city. city that it he's should like, hold it's itself a small to. Small
1: pocket of white people. It's everywhere. a small
0: pocket of white that's people everywhere. Do. But if the city became more diverse, then I think the props that it actually deserved based on the population, it's the resources. white people like Damian
1: what, Lillard is the big. That's what I'm saying. I think him being black has a lot to do with it. Bill Walton is already in the Hall of Fame. Like he's already. You know what I mean, but Damian Lillard bringing a dive, the Oakland route, the Brook, the dance, all of that. The yeah, being yeah, yeah. a rapper, regardless of what what he did on the All Star shit, like he brings a flavor that this portion is lacking when it comes to big city shit. Yeah.
0: But yeah. it's def- we're here. We live in we're it. It's a, big li- city. it's a big city. It's a big city. <laughs> like, and we've and we come from a, big, a big, city, big city. So we know what a big city is when we're in a
1: big city. But I also just seen somebody from the Bay Area that just came out here, flew out here on uh on um Valentine's Day the other day. And I just watched him post on Facebook today and said, Damn, like it's really slow out here in Portland. He said, Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful and I love it. But it's really slow out here. Then he put dot, dot, dot. The speed limit is only 55 miles an hour. I can't do it. And I laugh to myself because you get a little bit farther up the highway and the speed limit drops to 50 on the freeway. Yeah. And we come from 70, in, <laughs> yeah, 70 and 75. <laughs> ah, yeah. and, and even in, in L.A., you'll catch yeah, some yeah, spots yeah, at yeah. 75. And so it's like funny now because I've been here for a while and it's kind of trained me to kind of just slow it down. I ain't in a rush. I I can do this 55, 60 for real is what I usually sit on. But it's like from somebody who's not used to it and seeing just that drop off to 55, that in itself is already slower. And so a lot of the things that's based around here make it feel like it's like more of a still country, like a small country town than it is like a big Big city. city, And this is a
0: big city, bro. This is a big city, man. And so I think that really is important though when we talk about what we're trying to do and really the place we are in trying to create black history. We're in a place where there isn't a rich black history when it comes to the general public and we can be i don't that. i can't speak on behalf of portland natives that know the whole, the their own history of their own community i'm not speaking from that perspective and i want to acknowledge that that ex, that perspective exists mm-hmm. but from my own personal perspective and my own personal experiences being here yeah. and not being from portland to where i can't really connect to that population from a roots level yeah it's still creating a lot of it can be first black men
1: in Portland to, ride, to do it. other ride. places it's like it ain't too many it's, it's things ain't that ain't been done done by a black man yeah, you know what i mean and so first it's, it
0: i think it adds to the workload essentially and i don't and i actually embrace it there's yeah, some you know, people that there's some that. people that crack from it because there are people that are of color and that are black that come in here that come here to Portland and have a really tough time trying to embrace that and navigate through that, essentially. I'm somebody who embraces it. I embrace being the only black man at the scorer's table when I'm commentating these games on TV. I embrace being on the top of the rooftop and being the DJ that comes in and brings the big city vibes to a place that has big city aesthetics. I embrace going to the private school. My first time ever going to a private school in my entire life was when I moved here to the state of Oregon and went to Pacific University. Rather than going to the black college, sure, I'm pretty sure I'd have had a great time. I would have loved the network, and I would have been very comfortable being around my people. But I would definitely encourage the younger generation of blacks to go to a private school where there aren't as many blacks, just as much as I would encourage them to go to an all black college where they're surrounded by their people. I think that there's valuable lessons that can be taken from both. So for me, just embracing those things as a black man in a place where I guess odds are against me because statistically you don't see blacks doing what it is that I'm doing here. It makes me grateful That I actually have that mentality rather than the mentality of cracking and not being able to push through and receive some of the opportunities and do some of the things that I'm blessed to be able to do today. But it also just really kind of opens my eyes up a bit and allows me to know what I am doing as a black man and kind of untapped and uncharted territory for black people. So yeah, I appreciate Black History Month. I know that I haven't been up to speed in regards to showing my appreciation, but believe you me, the work that I do day in and day out is a humongous reflection of a young black man trying to make black history in an area where not a lot of black history is being made. But we're going to wrap it up on that note, D-Boy. A good, short, and sweet podcast. A lot of that has to do with. This week we'll have a guest, Amira Rose Davis. I mentioned it last week, but I want to mention it again, and we'll definitely have some great content with her. Um, she is a professor at Penn State University. She co-hosts uh, the feminist sports podcast called "Burn It All Down." I know she's her Jessica Luther, Shereen Ahmed, Lindsey Gibbs, a lot of really good, talented, and well-known sp- female sports journalists. That are all feminists and that really have some very quality and valuable things to say, to write, you name it, whatever it is that they're publishing, producing is always a value and it definitely circulates. So. Um, Y'all make sure to really check that one out this coming Friday. I'll be interviewing her. She's coming into town actually to do a lecture essentially at a colloquium at Pacific University. She got flew in by the school to come and do this sports colloquium, this sports and politics colloquium, I should say, that is hosted at Pacific University every year. That'll be on Thursday night. I urge folks to go and attend that as well. I know her lecture will be great. I won't be able to attend that, unfortunately, because I do have a game at Portland State that night. But I am going to connect with her this week before she actually comes in studio for an interview. So really be on the lookout for that. It'll be a very uh, high quality, very informative, uh, very just all out great conversation that we will have here with the Mirror Rose Davis on the Wake Up and Win podcast. Trying to get two back to back guests. I'll let you know more if I end up getting the other guests, as they have certain things and certain procedures that they have to go through to be able to come on this podcast. So I won't even speak on speak on it until it comes to fruition. I believe it will, but got to take steps to get there first. So the Rose Davis will be the guest on our next podcast. Please be on the lookout for it. Please check it out. Subscribe, share, tweet, retweet, post, you name it. Put it on your story. Mention me, all of that good stuff. We're here for it. And we appreciate the listeners and the consistency that you guys share in coming and supporting this particular podcast. D-Boy, you got anything? Nah, no
1: no announcements for me, man. You already know. Find me online on the Instagram, D-Boy with an I, not a y, Ltd. And uh, like I said, it's going to make uh, a lot of
0: sense real soon, so just stay with me now. Hello, know. hello. With that being said, give it your all in whatever it is that you do, and we are going to leave you all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and we, go man. win.